0: Today we're talking about how to be an inclusive brand, but also how to target specific segments.
1: With so many different platforms,
0: TikTok, Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter.
1: and their purposes evolving daily, navigating social media can be, well, complicated. Welcome to the Social Media Sucks Podcast from Cupco, Social media, social media, social media. Sucks. Really
0: sucks. Where
1: we unpack the latest trends and help remove the suck from social media. Welcome to the Social Media Sucks Podcast by Cubco. If you ever experience the fear of missing out when it comes to social media and marketing trends, then this is definitely the podcast for you. We will help you level up your marketing and business skills by covering the latest news within social media and through our inspiring guests. But before we start, if you're not already subscribing to our podcast or YouTube channels, please do so now. Because it really helps us get all this amazing inspiration and education out there to even more marketers and business people just like yourself. Let's get into today's episode. With me today is Shirley, the Nordic Digital Media Manager from Loyal. And as always, our beloved and summary Chris Coverness.
0: I am summary today. Yeah, from, yes. uh,
1: from Copco because <laughs> yeah, i was yeah.
0: on vacation and i came back just for this podcast. exactly
1: yes yeah very important so today we're covering how you can be an inclusive brand but yet market to very specific segments let's get into it
0: cool thanks for having us or yeah. actually wait a second <laughs> <laughs>
1: I Wait I a second. I feel like, okay, yeah. this intro was Wait so professional that, that it got so you. Good. I, I feel like it got you, right? It was actually
0: yeah. the best time you've ever done it. It screwed oh, me up. That's yeah. how good it was. <laughs> That's Thanks weird, for having weird. us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so great to be here finally. <laughs> yeah, finally. Yeah, I've been finally. following the podcast for a while now and I'm really glad that I Yeah, I'm here. we have a
1: good reputation oh, out there. Yeah, uh, the podcast is really uh, scaling up, yeah. I would say. Yeah. So I heard a lot of good people and you know, yeah, So I'm really glad that it. I finally got invited and <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> now I'm here. <laughs>
1: yes, thank you. And thank you for having me today. Of course. You're super Can welcome. you uh can you please tell us a little bit more about your work and your experience at L'Oreal? Just a little bit of yourself and your career?
2: Of course. Uh, as you already know, I work for L'Oreal and I've been working there five years. But uh, um, let me maybe just start with a fun fact about me. Mm-hmm. Is that Lovely. I think my whole, like, so-me journey started with me having an Insta-famous cat. So okay. uh, I okay. actually have uh, a cat named Exotic Herman. He, uh, he reached 25,000 followers So uh, okay. in a really short amount of time And uh, he was even mentioned in Good Morning America I think also in some show in the UK That wanted to fly him in So um, so yeah, that's it's just amazing. like a, Okay So L'Oreal and I love cats so. that's that's What awesome. kind of cat is he? He's uh, ex- exotic actually That's why what exotic that? Herman okay. So that's like a short-haired person
1: okay. Oh, yeah. is that those? Oh, it, it has hair though
2: Yeah, it has hair, but but it's just like a short-haired person, so kind Mm. of like flat face, but he unfortunately passed away. But I think for me, it was like I started with saying like I had a passion or have still a passion for social media Mm. and I wanted to create an account with 10,000 followers. I didn't mm. care how, but it shouldn't be about me. Uh, so, okay. and then I was like looking at my cat one day. I was like, hmm.
0: This is gonna you. work. You can be Insta famous. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
2: and so, like, one thing led to another. And then suddenly he had like this um, agency behind him, like Barcraft Media, I think. Okay. And then, like, uh, okay. like, starting to selling his pictures on like different, um, what is it called? It's called the. Where you can like buy these stock images i
1: stock or
2: kitty no, image like, or yeah some of those actually yeah, so okay. you can buy his pictures wow. this day today so that's so crazy yeah, go and support okay. no i'm kidding yeah, yeah. <laughs> no <laughs> but yeah. go go yep. to the Did instagram he do account anything
1: or is it just, no, like just purely looked, satisfying just pictures li-
2: yeah i just look funny and i think i yeah. just have a passion for both like pictures and like um animals so just like yeah. patience but okay. uh, but yeah just very special looking and um and And yeah Mm.
0: so that's how you got into so yeah yeah i think already I had like
2: a passion before but that was just like something i just wanted to see like how how Mm. how how do you reach ten thousand followers what should you do that's really cool because a
0: lot of people don't have like practical hands-on you know experience with how do you actually grow a social Mm. and i think
2: that gave me like a lot also from like a work perspective and Mm. now i've been working with uh l'oreal for five years and 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 today i'm responsible for um all our uh, paid um, media but also all organic accounts okay. so uh, there's a
1: lot of uh that's yes because
2: i actually work for both keels at cosmetics and urban decay in the nordics
1: mm. uh
2: but luckily we only have like one nordic account uh, to each and also one okay. facebook so that's uh, great. yeah
1: how did you get to uh career-wise how did you get to uh your position at loyal
2: i think uh i think just before L'Oréal, I actually worked like 200 meters uh, across, like the street from L'Oréal, uh, at Ella. So I worked ah, there as okay. a digital media assistant, and uh. there I actually also worked with social on growing their social channels and also uh, content also for the fa- fashion magazine named um, uh, Mool Magazine in the fashion mm. magazine Inn. Uh, and also work a lot on the actual like homepage of like content and so on but especially like in main responsible for the uh, social media account okay and then i um did my master's and while i was doing my master's i applied for a graduateship in l'oreal and then whoopsie i was yeah there
1: five years five years in precisely awesome that's great thank you for sharing so let's uh, dive a little bit into uh being a socially responsible brand that l'oreal is Uh, a lot of beauty brands are turning into more and more uh obviously Uh, so what does it mean to be an inclusive brand when you're standing from a L'Oreal perspective
2: I think for L'Oreal it's like also being such a big beauty company that it's really important for us to like to be you know like uh, be be the first movers or be the ones that you know people look up to and say like they're actually doing it right Mm -hmm. and I think and I think also one thing is like saying it but or doing it for a specific amount of time. Another thing is like doing it continuously, doing it every day, doing Mm. it with everything you do and what you stand for. And when you come in to the office, like knowing that like this is what, you know, the brand uh, represents. Mm. And I think that is important. So like in short, like that you see it in all like processes, steps, full, 360
1: yeah does that mean like project sorry not project but products or is it in your communication that you apply this or is it in I think this is, this is everything this
2: is everything from like who works there mm-hmm. uh, who sits in the office uh, to the specific product uh, that we're securing that like of course we have this product that it's reaching a specific segment or should or targeting but again maybe we should have several pro- uh, products that uh, segments to different um, Target groups, mm-hmm. um, so I think, I think yeah. So it's like it's, it's from everything we do, and also from from who we target, but also from from the product we create. Okay, do
0: you see consumers actually like respond to respond to that? Respond to that? Yeah, like yes, they really I, I do think they feel seen, and, and,
2: and I think, and I think sometimes working with beauty, some might say that like you know, are you actually making the world better? And Uh I think you need to maybe look at it from another perspective that like, but what can you do within your field or your area Mm -hmm. and do the best you can do there? And I think I was surprised like working on, because I work only on American brands, but I was surprised when I got uh, um, a text or like uh, a tick in the inbox Mm -hmm. uh, where a person actually wrote like, wow, this product changed my life. And I was like, I was like, I thought People made that up you know Mm. when they said that in commercials but they were like yeah so i've had bad skin for like several years and this actually you know doesn't make it worse and it actually covers what it needs to cover Mm. and i was like wow thank you so like maybe we are actually doing something right yeah Yeah,
1: Yeah, definitely makes sense what do you see as the biggest challenge then when you are trying to position yourself as an inclusive brand I think also being an inclusive brand, like, there's two branches to it. One one thing
2: is that, of course, we need to sell. Like, yes, we want to make the world a really great place. But, of course, we also need to sell products. Mm. So, like, what is important then in the process of selling these products is that are we selling by being inclusive or some actually buying our products because we are inclusive? Or should we target even more into these segments and then maybe not always being inclusive? And I think that's something that can be difficult to balance. But I think at least from my own perspective is that it's both. Like, mm. of course, there will be specific products that only works for some people, and that should still be okay. But then you have other products where maybe another target group could be uh, present. So so I think, yeah, maybe, yeah. I don't know. Did I answer your question? Yeah, but I think, <laughs> yeah.
0: I think what you're leaning to is like, <laughs> It's a sort of dichotomy that we're in right now is that yeah, exactly. especially within paid media that you have this ability to say, I want to target these specific groups and like, I'll build the content towards that specific group. But then you also run the risk of not being inclusive because you have this very specific audience that you're going after and you want to represent them in the content represent them in the strategy but then it is very targeted right precisely so then you have to find I think what you're talking about is finding that balance because and I think what we've seen working Mm -hmm. really well within that is showing shade range showing uh, more not just about that specific person but really unpacking the content to show many different types of people and many different skin types and different, you know, backgrounds mm-hmm. and try to be that, but not try to be the United Colors of Bennington. Like we don't want to have like, you know, every single person represented from every part mm-hmm. of, you know, culture and society. You have to sort of pick and choose, but at the same time have enough that it, it sort of represents enough people, right? So Precisely. and that's the tough agree. part. I think a lot of brands are yeah. are struggling with that right now.
2: I completely um, agree and also like looking at that specific product like is that actually supposed to be for everyone or is, is it for for, for instance person. anti-aging like yeah. may, maybe there should actually be an age limit there but I completely yeah. agree that 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 is like so difficult to navigate in sometimes
0: yeah, yeah. and I also think that you guys have a difficulty or, or at least a challenge in that you know you're your industry in itself is a little bit of a, a in a contradiction with itself because we're seeing a trend towards authenticity and a trend towards almost like not anti-beauty but it's like you guys are selling a product to make people feel and and seem more beautiful but mm-hmm. at the same time we're seeing specifically in social that you know we want to see the the pimples on people we want to see the the hairy arms pits like there's this there's this sort of like swing here that's happening Mm. and as a beauty brand you guys have like a a sort of a hard challenge in figuring out okay where is that line between being a beauty brand and being a real authentic brand Mm. and how do you do this so that it doesn't seem like you're contributing to a you know uh, an unattainable image yeah right so that's i think that's also a challenge right
2: it is and i think it's it it is easier working for for instance as i work for american brands because we are we are actually like really really diverse in all all the material we do and you you will see for instance on cosmetics that like it's not like often the material like used in advertising are the people working in the office even mm. like the global material that we use or people working in the office not models uh we do not photoshop we, okay. yeah, and a lot of the campaigns are also based on like real women. Um, and it's so like you shouldn't be saying real women because what is a real woman? Like, everyone mm. is real, of course. But what I mean is like maybe the regular woman that you wouldn't usually be seeing in advertising. Um, yeah. we, we did this campaign, uh, where we, um, we were looking for, uh, I think firstly, with only like four Nordic women. Uh, to be part of this campaign who dealt with different skin issues. I think we ended up choosing six or seven because they were just amazing mm. uh, and, um, and These we used like fully across like the Nordics for a full-blown paid media campaign. We even used it together with our clients um, uh, Retailers and also we used it for our own channels and these were not Photoshop. like the the most we did was some lightning adjustments and that was it mm. and i think that was really really cool and also the feedback we got people could actually see the uh, that we were like we we're not just saying we are authentic like you could really see that this was not like a full-blown like big uh, hollywood yeah, yeah photo shoot campaign this yeah. was just like women taking in and like them actually just telling us what they think about the product and using them mm. and showing yeah. the results, and I think yeah. that was amazing.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love this. I mm-hmm. think this. I uh, uh, think this trend of no Photoshop uh, is going, you know, the right direction. And I think also you see in Norway, for Precisely. example, they're basically saying like, if you're using filters on advertising yeah. or Photoshop, you have to tell the people that you're photoshopping this. And mm. I think that's a. I think that's a good change. I think like mm. in terms of pushing society in a direction where. Um, you know there's no false advertising or there's no you know there's no unattainable beauty standards that obviously affect younger kids and things like that so I think that's good and I think I think it's brave that you guys did it. I think it's also challenging for beauty brands to actually take that step and live by that step because it is like oh but man we'd like to you know fix this one blemish or like we want to do this and you can't like it's literally like no like it has to go out this way and and it's tough for brands to to take that challenge or take mm-hmm. that uh, take that up. And I think that's really cool yeah. that you guys have done that. So
1: do you that do you do that for your uh, inc- like inclusive campaigns for all the different brands. Is there any sub brands within L'Oreal that you like? But this is a really specific thing. We only target this, or does it have other kind of you know directions, like uh, a diverse uh, a different vision than uh, than the main one?
2: I think like looking at L'Oreal like. You, you need to like consider that it's you know a very big company exactly. with several brands exactly. so for instance my brand might be really different from or my brand the brand you're i'm working on the yeah, yeah. yeah. You're, my, <laughs> my i like, brand. The, I like yeah. the ownership i yeah.
0: think it's good that you're like this is my brand
2: yeah but i actually also like we're part of like launching cosmetics in the nordic so it is like my baby so that's mm. why i'm like my brands or my brand but but yeah so loyal is a, a comp- like very big company and mm. an, and with different brands, so I can't say that like necessarily that what we do on these brands I'm working on is the same as they're doing on other brands. But I know that L'Oreal in, in its full, is looking at like and taking like both equality, diversity, transparency, a very very like seriously, mm. um, and also uh, the the environment as well. Yeah, and um, and I think that's something maybe like people sometimes forget and and maybe i'm also like a bit biased but but as i get it leads to what i said before that i think it's important that whatever you work with that you do your best within that field Mm. and then yeah hopefully like the consumer also agrees on that and since
1: it yeah
0: (laughs) or takes it in what would you like to do better yeah like what do you think you said like doing your best i love that sentiment what in your head is like ah i wish we would do this better what would that be without breaking any nda laws or- <laughs> yeah
2: but that's like a very, really tough question Chris like I, I there's a lot of things we can always do better yeah so so that's like very difficult like in all aspects too we ambiguous.
0: Can, just we can, one thing like one or one channel or one activity that you're like oh,
1: I want to optimize this like a lot of clients will give you yeah. some
0: inspiration a lot of clients would love to do better in community management lot of like they just don't have enough resources they're like oh man
1: precisely and and maybe
2: that's i actually agree on that because but i do still think there's a lot of things we can we can do even like better we can create packaging that that are even like less um or like even um or even more sustainable Mm. so i'm thinking in that sense like yes there's so many things we can do better but in terms of specific uh like area i do think that like community management is so so important Mm -hmm. and and it, it leads back to, like, the resource question. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah, and a lot of companies, like, they want to, but they also don't know what it takes, actually, like, mm. to be managing these accounts, because you're on 24-7. People today, they want an answer within five minutes. Like, yeah. you cannot, yeah, <laughs> or less. And when you, for instance, do pay campaigns, it's set up differently. Uh, and it's like a lot of people are actually, like, you know, it could be a million people who might have seen that comment yeah. so
0: it's actually quite large uh, it's almost it like is. a piece of media in itself precisely yeah. right? it that is that comment somebody that can
2: live by yeah. itself yeah. like and if you ask the right questions then yeah. you engage and people follow up and suddenly you have like this uh yeah. um, conversation conversation yeah. going yeah. on i
0: think yeah. it's a missing puzzle piece like I, I talk about it all the time that i think like so many brands specifically in the nordics i think like in the u.s we've seen brands be a little bit more on top mm-hmm. of it and have already sort of bought in but in the nordics i feel like if nordic people are listening <laughs> nordic brands listening, i think that there's still a lot of like ah you know forget it like there's you know they'll yeah. go away or we'll just ignore this but yeah. i do think it is a medium and it is like a thing where you could actually make a massive difference if mm. you say the right thing or you do yeah you know, i
2: completely agree you know, and i think also like the nordic people i i really see or more or less like the most critical ones like critical consumers like they ask all the tough questions they're mm. really yeah, challenging yeah, true, yeah. and they don't yeah. believe everything they see yeah. and mm-hmm. we also see that on the feedback or the conversations we're having like you know where they're really asking like these like harsh does this product like even work like or yeah who some is, people do yeah, the research
1: before precisely
2: yeah. and i think and I think like for creating like authenticity or, or, or intensity, authenticity authenticity oh, I'm sorry yeah authentic uh, yeah
0: authenticity yeah, yeah
2: authenticity yes yes and I, I think it. for that um purpose I think that is so crucial
0: yeah. and
2: also like it's more or less also word of mouth
1: mm. like it's yeah, yeah it's, it's word of
0: we call it word of mouse
1: yeah word of mouth <laughs> wow know, it's a, but yeah. no I get it but it it, it it is a placement that a lot of Companies brands are not using because they're like if the products is good enough and lives for itself then then it's it should be fine But yeah. uh, but it is a an space opportunity where you can, to talk yeah, to your yeah. customers. Where it's a lost house, opportunity. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah but you're right true. And like also like consumers today are super smart like they'll ask. Yeah Like we've been working in beauty for a long time and seeing comments like, you know How much niacinamide is in this or how yeah. much like this product <laughs> how much this chemical is like? what is going on here <laughs> yeah. are you a chemist like what <laughs>
2: but it's so true yeah. people are yeah. really yeah. becoming nerdy when it comes yeah. to yeah. especially skincare yeah definitely it's yeah. a it's a Skin huge
1: care, topic
0: yeah. but you have two right you have it cosmetics and keels and keels and yeah, right?
1: also yeah i'm yeah. um, uh let's uh, let's uh, tap a little bit more into this uh conversational part which is the community right all these uh the audience you have how do you use social media specifically to be inclusive how do you make your social uh reflect that vision you guys have
2: i i think we we sometimes take these like deep dives and look at Mm -hmm. like the feed and of course also include story but it's a bit easier looking at the feed and like you know who are we speaking to like Mm. both like from the images and also to the captions like are we actually reaching out to all different types of segments and ages and so on um and also just like taking a look at you know what is relevant for these different uh segments like which trends are going on are we tapping into those Mm.
0: uh
2: and also of course as we just talked about like looking at uh looking at the 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 messages or the the comments we get Mm. and analyzing those okay
1: do you have a specific specific strategy when it comes to uh how you uh communicate with your with your audience through social media when it comes to this inclusivity yes i think
2: we we look at it as if we're like we're equals like we 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 would Mm. rather have you as like we're your friends we're not supposed to like tell you what is right or wrong we can tell you about the products what we might think you know could be a fit or but we're not gonna talk you know over your head or like and and if you're having a bad day and and you're writing to us we, we will we will ask like why like can we do anything to make it better and i think mm. that's what creates the difference because it's not just like a uh, customer service like we're not customer service like we're there to you know to be mm. there for the our community
1: that's and a I, good way of putting it i don't yeah. think i've heard that before and actually. i think
2: like for me yeah. facebook might be more like uh, customer service sometimes <laughs> because i think people use that in a much more like
0: yeah twitter it, yeah
2: it's the same way. Yeah. Like, they're Precisely. more like, you
0: know, you guys lost my luggage. I know you guys don't lose luggage because yeah. you're a beauty, but that's like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that would be straight. Yeah. You guys lost you guys lost my luggage. <laughs> what? We don't know what to do with your luggage. It
2: could be package. Yeah, package. It could be yeah. yeah, that's yeah.
0: true. Yeah. You guys lost where's my, you know, where's my eyeliner? <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> That's what I always write. Yeah. <laughs> my, beard yeah. my beard oil. my beard oil. Yes. So, um, but yeah, I feel you. It's like, um, I, I think that's a really good sentiment that we're here for the community. We're not mm. customer service and separating those two. I mean, or combining those two in some ways, or at least like having some section that says, okay, this is over to customer service. Oh, this is community. Mm. Precisely. And being able to, to manage those both. And yeah. we
2: also see, you know, that it's, that people also are like, are looking more into also like entertainment, but also, you know, like humor.
0: Yeah.
2: And and it might not, they might of course, like want to know something about the product, but they also in the Wanna same time would like a nice experience mm. or like, yeah. so sometimes we will be, you know, doing these posts that has nothing to do with like our products at all. Just being okay. like, what are you doing this Friday? Or can you recommend a good movie for others to see or, um, Or other like funny pictures of animals or stuff just like Because it is more it should be more as a community and not just us being like This is the newest launch of course we need to include that as well but We also at some point were looking in to uh, we had this actually this uh, Facebook group for um, a cosmetics So we created wanted to create this community Um, We we didn't succeed in the way we wanted to but we, we learned a lot in the process. Like, it's difficult just to, like, force this type of community. But we could see that after some time that the users started to engage with one another by themselves. It suddenly became, like, more, like, organic. But due to resources from our side, it's a lot to, like, you know, have, like, ownership and, mm. like, post on such a high, like, pace when you have this uh, group. Mm. but it was very very exciting to see that people also like they want to m- meet one another of course it could also be you know about the brand about the products but also just personal things yeah mm.
0: yeah we usually w- this is a good point because mm. i think like a lot of brands uh follow your that methodology of saying okay we want to have a community so let's create a facebook group mm. And that usually takes, like, a lot of work to get it, it going. Does. And what I usually advise customers, and this is good advice for you guys listening, is, like, you can have, I think you should start without a group. I think you should mm-hmm. start with, like, getting people together maybe in a live forum, like getting yeah. people together on maybe an Instagram Live or a Facebook Live, having them do that, having sort of a way of introducing people to one another, because that's the difference between, like, fans and a community like Mm. you can have a lot of people that really love your product Mm. but the community part like you mentioned which Mm. is really important is when people start to support each other or when Mm. people start to know each other and can go to each other for advice and usually that's not going to happen from the get-go right so if you start with the intention of that happening it's probably harder Mm. to get started if you sort of say okay let's get people together in different ways and try to like soft launch mm. this away mm. and just do it over and over again and then mm. ask the community, hey, do you guys think that we should actually get you guys together so you can help each other out? And then maybe that's also in a DM group beforehand or it's in a you know another fashion than just something that you guys have to really <laughs> like put a lot of resources sure, in. Yeah. So I think, you know, for those of you listening at home, I think it's it's a good learning, it's a good lesson to sort of say, okay, how do we do this in a way that's less resource intensive Mm, and that that usually could be you know Instagram lives Facebook lives to get those people together tell them when you're going to come together Um, get them to ask questions in those live Mm -hmm. forums introduce each other hey you know does anybody know somebody who can help Sally with her question or help John with his question and then you can actually manage lives that way and it organically comes together yeah Yeah. I
2: think that's such a good point and I think The realization for us also came to like okay, so we're actually doing our Instagram quite well. Like maybe we shouldn't be playing on that many horses because it's difficult. We have this amount of you know resources mm-hmm. and time, and if yeah, yeah, so we, we chose also not to do. But I completely agree that that um, there could be other ways of like getting people together uh, and, and that engage a group, the community. yeah, and engaging yeah. a community. Yeah.
0: But it's yeah. totally. T- I mean, I've done that same thing. I'm like, I'm gonna, take, I'm gonna make a group, and we're gonna come together. And it's like, holy crap, this is a lot of work. Mm. Precisely. Um, so I think it's like, yeah, it's it's trying to figure out, okay, how do we do this with yeah. least path of resistance?
1: Yeah. So we kind of just kind of facilitate in the beginning. And yeah. Then you can precisely, precisely, a bit more. and and that was what we also
2: like. That yeah, was wanted, our goal that we wanted yeah, to do. It's a good goal. Yeah. It's and also for especially goal. a brand like cosmetics, where like we we have this quote like beautiful uh without it and beautiful with it oh, that's so cool. and and we do see that a lot of these women like we, we see it in the uh, in in our, our comments we see it when we have uh, different types of events and people meet that it's a lot of these women who who have that in common they don't really feel seen mm. and they might not have the biggest biggest knowledge about makeup but they would like something that works and something you know maybe like a brand that that talks to them at eye level yes. and also uses some models that look like them.
1: Mm. So it's more relatable.
2: Precisely. Yeah. And yeah, I and that. I think that is like great. And that was what we saw the potential in and thought, hey, let's create this Facebook group. Best yeah. idea ever. And then we were like, okay, like now we're forcing it a bit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like okay. yeah. maybe we should have started with more lives, more yeah. like events, something yeah. else. You never know until yeah. you yeah precise publish- trial and error i mean it, right? it's uh it's but, but people were like it was so funny because we also like ask people like who are you tell more about yourself yeah. and then we saw people engage quite a lot that's mm. nice. yeah that's so perfect. that's what you want yeah.
1: yeah i guess it also speaks to certain segments and and then i just want to know do you ever draw a line between the communication when is it okay to make it s- maybe be a more um segmented in your com- communication on social media or do you ever draw that line even or is it always have to be inclusive
2: i think uh going back to uh the uh, the local campaign we did here in the nordics mm-hmm. we we had a uh, a minor storm um okay. and it arose by us wanting to create you know this campaign that and it was both like in the nordics but also it was like a global campaign so The different countries would make their own but it was called like real women Mm. and in cosmetics we are inclusive like we use uh all types of like uh, people in our um advertising But, but for that specific campaign we were like okay we wanted to find like mothers we wanted to find like daughters or with specific skin concerns so that was what we you know wrote Uh, In this post when we were searching for these women like hey, we're looking for like four or seven amazing, you know uh, women Mm. um, Here in the Nordics Uh, like please apply and then suddenly uh, and that's it always happens in the weekends right like when you're like and like and i'm like somebody will deal with it i'm like oh no that's my job and i'm like oh (laughs) damn it (laughs) yeah and then i started seeing some like uh a person commenting like so like are you not inclusive like are men not allowed and we were like "Mm," and i need to think about that and it was like 10 o'clock and I, i couldn't I needed to like you know like ask somebody Mm. um higher up so I was like okay I'm gonna wait until the morning but then I got to see you know these like stories like yeah and like comments and it started to like escalate a bit so I asked uh, our uh, external uh, communication director about how to like deal with this Mm. and she was uh, she was like maybe just change it to instead of like, you're looking for women, you're looking for people because I guess you can- Filter y- y- Yeah, yeah, and like use actually men in this campaign. And then we were like, yeah, okay, that's true. Uh, it, like the person who wrote might have a point that like, if we are an inclusive brand, like why are we not like yeah. including everyone? So we were like, okay, and it started to escalate. So we were like, we will try to solve this. Then we changed, you know, this caption to be we were searching for real people. Mm. Uh, But that didn't end there, Mm. because then we had changed it, but we were of course a bit too slow, and then it was because we were forced to, and then Mm. there was still some conversation after. But then when we saw all the uh, applicants, we saw that there was only one person or Mm. one guy who had applied, and that was that person who had escalated the whole deal. And then we were like and the here it becomes troublesome because should we then discriminate like the hundred or how many it was like hundred and fifty women
0: mm.
2: who had applied or should we, for choosing, you know, that one guy yeah. just because he was a guy. Mm. And I think that sometimes can become very, very blurry yeah. because we were like, is that fair for all the other women? Mm. Right. but again we are in- inclusive so why shouldn't we choose that one guy and it was such a huge dilemma but then we went back and we were like we're looking for women with specific skin concerns it should be after that or like mm. and yeah. and yes another campaign it could have been totally relevant to include uh the guy because also for instance our shade finders we include men in those so mm. uh, when you're looking at our pro- product descriptions and like finding your shades. but for this campaign we were like we need to stick with it like it's not fair like of course if we had like a same amount of men then things would have been differently so we actually chose to say only go with yeah only women this time
0: i think you made the right <laughs> choice
2: okay thank you for that Yeah, because i think like
0: <laughs> <laughs> i don't know it's such a dilemma that us marketers face nowadays and i think mm, there's not a lot of discussion about it, which I'm glad you're like bringing it up, is that if a product is pretty much meant for a certain gender, or let's Uh. say an age group, like we wouldn't say, hey, like um, we're gonna do a uh, advertisement for, um, for Disneyland, but we only, we don't want to include children. <laughs> like, <laughs> you'd be like, wait a second, this doesn't make any sense. Like yeah. the product is clearly for children and families, but then like if then people in the 80 plus category were <laughs> like, we're not represented. What is going on here? Like we yeah. really want to be represented in this. No, we want real families yeah. or real children to come and yeah. you know, do this ad. And I think like that is okay. And I think like brands, I think we'll get to a place where brands start to maybe, you know, realize that they can be inclusive in some areas, but they also have to be realistic with mm-hmm. our marketing efforts and be yeah. like, listen, this campaign is specifically for women yeah. or specifically for gay men or specifically yeah. for um, gay women or specifically for this gender or this, you know, and that's yeah. okay. Like. We need to be able to do that. Yeah. That's just how it is. Like there's product that are specifically for vegetarians. There's products specifically specifically for (laughs) meat eaters. Like we got to kind of get out of crazy zone here. And I think it's more about when you
1: look at it holistically, then the brand is inclusive, but we still have these kind of sub campaigns that's targeted to certain segments. But that doesn't mean that the whole brand is just not inclusive because you when you communicate to everyone you communicate to no one yeah precisely so you have to you yeah. have to
0: sort of tailor it to that group right so but it's tough it's a gray I know zone. It it's, t- it's going to be a gray zone for yeah. i think the next 10 15 years until it is you know, and also
2: due to these like shit storms like how how do you deal with that one thing is that you're trying to like communicate but yeah. you're more or less communicating to an audience who already like you know, took their stance and chose sides, and are already like disliking us for something maybe they didn't really, you know, research on. and mm-hmm. I think that's the both like the that's, that's the, just, the, the the just the internet. Yeah, that's the internet. <laughs> that's the, internet. That's the gives, like, Precisely you know, the amazing thing, yeah. but also the curse about social media is that information yeah. is so easy to get, or bits and bytes. It also it's also easy to get, you know, in depth yeah. information, and I just wish sometimes before, you know, these like internet warriors before Mm. they started like their echo chambers of like let's just you know cancel culture Mm. like that sometimes they just took a step back and like of course there's a lot of feelings involved and like it does make sense that you you are frustrated or you're like really sad about the situation but like please then you know do do your job or like your study or like yeah. Read then about the subject And then you can come back and be like yeah. Oh okay Because we started getting these Like you know Really really like People were like so mad Like You're not inclusive And like You're the worst brand ever And like mm. And there I was like There's a
0: lot of great things That you guys are doing Like <laughs> Yeah you know, And then yeah, I was like "Yeah, d- but d- Did
2: you even see Or you know like Our last campaign yeah. Where it was like Men only Or mm. you know mm.
0: But social media <laughs> rewards This type of behavior right And and it's kind of sad, right? It's it's also like, I really think that, you know, most of these comments or most of these things, there's a, a frustrated and angry person behind that, and that's mm. that's where, you know, it's good in a sense that we can sort of see it come out and we can deal with it as a society from a yeah. mental health perspective <laughs> or from a support mm. perspective. Um, so in that that sense is is good, mm. but it is like that's the I think the worst thing about social it just mm. rewards precisely yeah. as inspiring behavior.
1: as it can be as tactics it can also be right yeah do you guys have any tips for the marketeers out there who's uh just really trying to do their best on social media and communicating oh. with oh, the yeah. Could Chris you take, you take that, that? <laughs> <laughs> like, you
0: don't yeah. have to say you know yeah. just a
1: few tips like when maybe. it
0: comes to inclusivity yeah and like and... how do you
1: handle this negativity about inclusive oh, it, that's uh, a yeah. good one I, I think that for a brand yeah or the community managers i think there. that
0: if you're working with a brand or you're working in a brand and, and you're working with a social i think you have to like first give yourself a little bit of a pass because uh, social media is tough it's it's a very tough job and i think people are just waking up to the fact that it is a tough job and that there is all of these considerations um, beyond just like creating a nice piece of content, you're talking about strategy and community management and paid media on top of that and inclusivity. Mm. And there's a lot of facets to it that have to be taken in. And I think you've got a perfect example there where you're mm. trying to do a very nice piece of content and campaign mm. and you're inviting some people and it kind of blows up. And it's usually, you know, it's usually the minority of people, like a, a small amount of people that are actually causing the most um, you know noise. and and I think you just have to realize that as a as a marketing manager and realize that there's no mistake that could be so great that takes out a company or destroys a company or <laughs> destroys a campaign. like, it's not I'm sure about that. Yeah, yeah it's not going to be that bad. Like, listen, Surely honestly. Has a different. Exception. Yeah, but this is, this is why we have crisis communications. And I think that's also why, you know, you see this. I mean, you've seen tons of brands sort of like HM, for example. They had an issue with a t shirt mm. a few years ago. And, like, you know, these things pop up. Is HM still around? Yes. Are they mm. doing fine? Yes. Pepsi also had this issue. Are they doing okay? Yes, absolutely. So I think. You just have to realize that tomorrow is a new day and you will get through this and just try your best to include people and also do the best thing for your products and your brand. And I think that if you lead with that intention, you lead with that heart, then you can't really go wrong. Um, so yeah, that's my advice. If that is that is that advice? I don't know. Yeah, I think yeah. it was great I advice. advice. Yeah,
2: I really agree on what you're saying. And I, and I think also that like to sum that up but also something that like should be seen you know in the full company and not just due to a specific trend right now going on and for instance also on the brand that i work on mm. keels we've always uh, supported the lgbtq plus community um for like several years and also like pride and and um and i think for some, like, I'm not saying pointing fingers, but I think for some companies, they just like, oh, okay, now it's Pride Month. Mm. Let's, you know, see what we can advertise about that. And I do understand that some people might get a bit offended. Like, okay, where are you the rest of the year where mm. we need the support? Mm, and right, and yeah. for instance on, yeah, Kiehl's, I'm, I really, really, like... <sighs> how would you say it like i'm really really happy to be working on a brand that is actually also doing a difference like i know that i might sound like a bit like biased but i really do mean when i say that these brands that i've been working with also like urban decay like they were the front runners of showing like two women you know almost like kissing and advertising or men using makeup like it is the core of the brand Mm. and i'm not not to say that like new come like new brands or like brands who are wanting to become more inclusive cannot do so but i'm just saying that it's easy just to do parts of it and then use that for advertising Mm -hmm. and if you really you know want to do a difference it needs to be shown on several levels yeah so i don't know i i don't think that was advice but i think that was just like my view that if you want to be inclusive do
0: it just do it yeah just do it yeah no i totally agree with you i mean it's the same with us as a company i mean um we don't think about it so much like we're not sitting creating like pride campaigns for cupco like we have a number of people from those communities and like it's not an issue anymore it's like Mm -hmm. inclusivity is just in our blood yeah right so it's not like something that we need to particularly Advertise i think that about is great. and like yeah. make anything about because it's just who we are yeah. yeah so it's like and i think a lot of companies will get there and i think we're a new age company in the sense like we've only been built in the last six yeah. years mm. so we have been grown up in that but you know the older companies yeah. that have been around for it many years it is not a given for every company no exactly yeah. so it is coming for them and it will be but um and you'll see that over the next i think 20 30 years that it's just a natural progression right precisely it's not even a a topic anymore so yeah Yeah. no but i agree yeah good good points
1: Mm -hmm. so thank you guys so much for sharing your advice and uh and your experience Uh, i'm gonna do a little summary for our audience here when i asked how l'oreal brands is being more socially uh, responsible as a whole the line between beauty and authenticity in social is swinging towards the imperfect so we actually have to acknowledge that especially through uh, within the paid media space, it's really hard to find a balance between inclusivity and then targeted segments. But you can start by asking yourself, is it supposed to be for everyone? And second, you can try to show the range of products and representation that you have within your brands. And when it comes to the communication strategies on social L'Oreal tries to Uh, reflect on whether you're tapping into the relevant trends and conversations that are relatable to the community so your advice shirley's advice is to look at your audience as equals and not talk over their heads on social and you are not providing a uh, customer service, it's a community, you're here for the community. Whatever activity you have on campaigns or initiatives, just make sure that you put enough resources to it or at least have tactics that can limit resource heavy tasks. And then uh, their advice on how you as a brand manager can handle uh, and manage negativity on social media, give yourself a pass. Social is hard and there's a lot of different facets. As a marketing manager, Chris, that uh, you can never destroy a brand or uh, or a campaign tomorrow isn't new. I don't know d- how true that is but, <laughs> yeah uh, but let's uh, I haven't f- seen so a fact brand destroyed yeah. yet tomorrow is always a new day do your best for your product as Shirley said and uh, follow your heart and it will bring out the best uh, intentions you have and then of course it's the more important to uh it is very important to be Consistent with your inclusivity, you have to live it in order to make it come to life and become a part of your brand's DNA. So here we have it, guys. Wow. Subscribe, leave your thoughts, your feedback, likes, and dislikes with us, and uh, thank you for listening. And uh, stay thank tuned for the next one. See you. Thank you. Bye. 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 This has been the Social Media
2: Sucks Podcast.